Welcome to 12 Questions. Hey, what's up there, guys? Uh, this is Anna Valenzuela, and uh, with me I have Alex Young. What's up, guys? It's Hi. Alex Young and Reckless. Oh, hello. You. Oh, hello. And today we have uh, we have our, our guest. Uh, how would you like to identify yourself? We're doubling up on Alex's today, you know? Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. I... Alex Hooper. That's all. Alex I that's, that's the only way I need yes. to identify myself, ah, right? Oh yeah. Anyone else can identify me in a number of other ways, but for myself, it's just <laughs> Alex Hooper. It's Magical weird. human. Alex Hooper is with us today. Love uh, it. Love and, it. And here's the thing: like this is usually twelve questions from a recovery perspective. So we're going to ask you yep. a lot of questions. And one thing um, we were we both uh, did roast battle season two, and I researched you just in case because yep. I was maniacally researching everybody. And one thing that struck me about you as I listened to podcasts and I was kind of getting that information, just what I know about you in general is that you have made a decision in your life to be happy yes. and to spread joy. Very much so. And that makes you a perfect candidate for this podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> and our mutual love for hallucinogens. Well, so yeah. you just get to keep doing them and I don't. <laughs> I, am a, I am a strong advocate for most drugs, not the depressing ones, not the sad ones, no. but the fun ones I am all about. Just the fun ones. And that's, and that's the difference is you are not as we do the the questions i suspect that we're going to find that our brains just work differently because you are not an addict whereas alex and i uh can't can't be left alone at a buffet without causing trouble no i, yeah, well, it's, if, uh, I mean buffet i couldn't either trust yeah. me uh i used to go to an all-you-can-eat chinese buffet by myself that is the uh-huh. definition of sadness uh, <laughs> i mean have you, when was I mean, when I was in college and stuff, I used to go. I, there was one I could walk to, and it was yeah. like six bucks because it was like you got a college price for going. Right. And I mean, there's something about being at all you can eat buffet by yourself where you're like, well, no one's judging me now. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth plate, who cares? That's I'm just going to pour freedom. the soup directly onto the noodles. <laughs> you can't judge me. Like, yeah, it's a, that's a dangerous place for me to be, especially when I would go because I'd go super stoned before I went. And just, I mean, I would just walk out, my pants over my shoulders, like, like a, oh, it's been a solid day of work over here at Ming's. It's a wheelbarrow I would bring like a Ziploc bag, and see, that's my type. I would bring a Ziploc oh, bag yeah. after I'm full, throw a bunch of shrimp in the Ziploc bag. I got dinner also. I, I was just going to tell- say, that's some brown people <laughs> shit. For sneaking. Oh, I used to tell my girlfriend when we were going to certain restaurants, I'd be like, bring the big purse this Ooh. time. Yeah. I'm out of hot sauce. And, uh, and I steal hot sauces and from Chipotle every time. Like I do those Chipotle Tabasco sauces. Like yeah. they're yeah. they're like you know five or six bucks, and you can't always find them. But Chipotle always has them. I'm like, am I to go back? Ba 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 ba. Yep, it goes whoop, and some limes and some lemons. You make some tea later. You know you what know? it costs them? You know that bottle? They're probably paying Nothing. a dollar at most. Mm-hmm. And also, there's sort it's sort of an asshole tax for like bringing Chipotle into a neighborhood and like killing some nice local business you know what i mean see yep. i agree with that asshole yes. taxes on any business that gentrifies the neighborhood you got to pay the asshole tax that comes in the form of condiments and mcdonald's on chipotle so you're mm-hmm. really stealing from the man on that one there you go love there it there you go all right well as we get more and more spiritually ambiguous mm-hmm. in our 12 step <laughs> reality uh okay so alex we're going to the first question uh how do you in your life experience surrender I um 
I tend to give myself my emotions over to however, like whatever the situation may be. I don't try to block emotion. If I'm feeling something, I'm totally okay just being the one that lets it out. Sometimes to a fault, um, I try like when I get when I get overly emotional, um, I will I will let myself cry because it's so rare that I do it that I let it out. Mm. And sometimes like a lot of times like if it's after like a hard night of partying when I'm like I've, I'm in that afterglow and that blissful state of just like, oh, isn't everything the best? But then I've done I've put a lot of things in my body and then I just get like, oh, my I'm just so lucky to be here with everybody. And my <laughs> life is so great. And my dogs love me. And then my girlfriend's always got to be like, Alex, I can't do this right now, man. I can't like I cannot do it. You can't emote all over me like this I'm like, but it's beautiful don't you understand like you're the reason why and she's like alex i can't it's so uncomfortable when you cry on me um just you can't do it so you don't go to a dark place you're just like so much happy i don't i don't go to dark places like i used to i used to be a very angry depressed person and i would get very angry at myself in the world and just like hold myself up and just not do want to do anything and yeah. just be angry at people when i dealt with them and every Ever since I kind of came over to the to the brighter side of things a few years ago, I really like I whenever I get unhappy, I allow myself to feel it. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. I just have to go like but then I start quantifying all of the good that I do have in my life. And then yes. I literally tell myself, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like if you told anyone what you're upset about right now, uh, like anyone that has real problems, they'd be like that is mm-hmm. what you can't right. handle right now like mm-hmm. get over it because then i just think like you know a lot of times my it will come from me most of the time it's from okay i wanted this thing and i didn't get it and it would to me like i'm thinking in my head like oh if i got that my career would go here and this mm-hmm. would happen and then you just have to tell yourself but that wasn't your thing so you didn't it was never mm-hmm. it was never anything you were entitled to it was never anything you were supposed to have you yeah. had an opportunity it didn't go in your favor so get over it and think about why all the things that make life that make your life so wonderful so i think you know i never I don't want to hide any emotions. If I'm angry, I, you're supposed to feel angry sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, but I take it out in a, on my, it, I don't take it out on anybody anymore. I'm very healthy about how I go about it. I'm like, you know what? I just need to go be by myself for a couple hours, deal right. with this, uh, hop on my slack line and just walk mm-hmm. around for a while and Ooh. then whoop, done, you, you know? Go. Yeah. yeah. Deal, with, deal with your shit, man. Contra don't hide reaction. it. Yeah. yeah. Another cool thing, like, I know you don't drink either right not much a very yeah. little bit but not much yeah yeah Drink, drinking is uh you know i had my fun with it for years and every once in a while i'll have a night like mostly when i'm on vacation or something like that but yeah. like it's just you know it's just one like drugs the next when i wake up from a drugs the next day i'm like oh man i feel great i feel mm-hmm. like i'm inspired and my mind is expand my and my heart have both expanded and when mm-hmm. i wake up from a night of drinking i'm just like fuck that <laughs> like what what was it worth how is it worth it i don't even remember it so you yeah, know yeah cuz you yeah. talk about in your stand up how like you were taking medication and like you can't drink because of the medication yeah i've switched medication since then and so technically i can drink again so everyone's <laughs> thing is everyone but for 2 years i didn't yeah. and every and i didn't care that i wasn't it wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal yeah. to me and every once in a while now when i will drink people are like oh you're drinking again and i'm just like you know it's not 
it's not a big deal. I miss sort of treat it if like Alex or I were drinking again. They'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they can't wait. Different, People but, cannot wait. For- but everyone always, <laughs> everyone always thought it's like, I thought you were an alcoholic. And it's like, no, I was on a medication that, yeah. that went through my liver. So I specifically was told, don't drink if you want this medicine to work properly. And mm. it was medicine for my skin because I have really bad eczema and I wanted it to work. So right. I was like, okay. I don't need to drink. Um, and God damn, you save so much money. Oh, yeah. Uh, you say, and you yeah. be- also, you become the person at the comedy show, hey, you want my drink ticket? Seriously, what? man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Because that used to be me. I'm like, I'm taking everybody's drink tickets. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> Call me. I'm just like a host at a theme park. Give me your tickets, everybody. <laughs> like, uh, I've already given you four. Can I have five? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But there's so much to unpack with what you just said, because you talked about, like, basically a gratitude list, like, totaling mm. up the wins. Understanding, one thing I was talking to my sponsor about last night is that, like, sometimes when you talk to comedians, there's two things that happen. They treat all achievement like scarcity. So they're like, I can't, I can't possibly share this idea this opportunity mm. this packet or i'll die and yeah. it's like oh wow you're that's not gonna work like yeah, that's no. that's not good to be it's not fun to be around people like that you can smell it immediately mm-hmm. and it also is um you could that fear is so scary like having had those feelings in the past like that fear is so terrifying and then also asking people like how are you doing one of the things i love about you is we can have an exchange where it goes how are you and you say how you're doing yes as a mm-hmm. person and I say how I'm doing and neither one of us responds with our resume. No. Because <laughs> that's like a real thing comedians do. Oh, you yeah. go, hey, how's it going? And they go, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm working on this, this, and this. And you're like, you didn't tell me how you're doing. You yeah. just told me what your career is like. Yeah, that, like, that's how, how are you? Kyle Kinane gave me a very sincere one of those one time. He was like, you know, I was like, I'm working really hard. And he goes, no, Alex, how are you? And I was yes. like, oh, I guess I'm really good. And he's like, yeah. that's what I wanted to hear. What I've started doing when I, when I ask people is I say, what are you excited about right now? Ooh. And so then it kind of opens it up more so, so they have to go, oh. And a lot of times they'll be like, if they're like nothing, I'm just I'm just like, no, come on. Something, something, a concert you're going to. Yeah. Uh, mm. Someone's coming into town that a friend of yours you mm. haven't seen. A yeah. show, something. That's There's actually like, a really cool question. And then, because then yeah. it opens them up. If you want to talk about a resume thing, go for it. I'm inviting you to do that. Right. But I always I always tell people when people go, I don't know, nothing. I'm like, well, you got to find something. <laughs> also, then you should always be excited about at least one thing that you can look forward to down that's, the road. That's really beautiful. And I just like that. find that thing. But it really it's a it's a much better question. I find than well, how are you? Because yeah. most people are not going to give you an honest answer on that. You mm-hmm. know, if you're having a bad day and you really want to talk to somebody, somebody goes, how are you? You just go, I'm good. You know, whatever. Yeah. And then, then the person's like, okay, I'm not going to touch that, you know? Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, right, pe- right. people don't want to get into, like, those awkward confrontations. Like, comedians are typically anti-confrontational. I bring up comedians because that's who we hang out with mostly. But yeah. people in general are very anti-confrontational. People don't want to be awkward. We're, like, desensitized. So when you give out real problems and you're trying to talk, people are like, oh, yeah. Is it confrontation or is it intimacy? I think both. it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Because there's times when it's like, look, I don't... I'm going through some stuff. I don't need to talk to you about it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, we're in the back of a bar. Like, a mm-hmm. show's about to start. Like, yeah. this is not the time to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times, it's more so just, you know, it is somewhat people guarding themselves it's a little true. bit. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not afraid for people to see my my true emotions. And that's because most of the time, I'm just a bubbly, you know, yeah. serotonin up person. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that with that in mind, what have been some of the most like insane moments in your life? Um, I mean, like it's 
I, I could go so many directions on this. I mean, like last, I mean, last year, um, I had uh, this beautiful moment of Dave Chappelle like telling me how funny he thought I was and me Ooh. getting to tell him that he was the first stand-up I ever saw live when I was 14 years old and wow. I told him about the show and he was like, what, you were there? And now I'm watching you here? And it was one of those moments where it was wow. just like, oh, this yeah. feels cool. This is very cool, you know? That's just like a straight career thing. I, I remember when I got cast in my first movie, I was still in college and I got cast in the movie Adventureland and mm-hmm. I was like, and it was like, I was like, holy crap, I am 21 years old and I just got cast in a movie by the guy who just did Super and mm-hmm. like all of a sudden I have this feeling in my mind of like I can do this oh my god like yeah. I can actually maybe I can go to LA and make a career out of this because yeah. like I got cast in a fucking movie like I think about mov- moments like that I think about um, I mean I just had a really fun one where I uh, dropped acid in Thailand and a monsoon opened up over us uh, and we were what? a 20 minute walk from our hotel and like we're on an island so there's no roads or anything so literally we were caught in this torrential downpour right as all of our acid kicked in and we just started <laughs> tripping face. And I mean, it was at the point where like, tripping face. I was just, I was laughing hysterically and then I would just be like quiet and just we would all look at each other like, well, this is it, guys. We're just doing this right now. And then we would just start <laughs> laughing all over again. And of course, we look like insane people because no one else is out on the beach. Everyone's in their hotel rooms because yeah. like, as soon as it rains, people are like, bye, get inside. And we're just out there like, ah! Oh my goodness! Having a time. So I mean, funny. I've had so many. I've had so many like fun moments at like in, in festivals and all kinds of other like cool things that just like it's hard to quantify like a most insane moment because yeah, you, you have know? a lot of fun. I keep up with you on Instagram, and I'm like, I I want to have that much fun eventually. Like you're such a free spirit. Yeah. What do you mean and eventually? Like, no, yeah, I think now's the time. You can to have do it right it. now. Yeah, now's like, the time, yeah. man. Like I want to wear those costumes that you wear, and you go around like whipping people with LED whips. It's fucking. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> like, here's here's the thing, RuPaul. You're born naked. The rest is drag. So like, that's hilarious. it. That's <laughs> a good point. Fucking go for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's there's nothing. Fun. I I there was a few years ago where I was I got really depressed in my recovery, and then all like I went through a breakup. All these things happened, and then it was like, well, what would I do if I wasn't afraid to do anything? And then eventually, it led me to stand up. It was just like over and over and over. Nice. So many things led me in that direction, and 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 I try to remember that like. There is is you you can just party hard and feel your joy and feel your most like just do adventurous and amazing things, which is what you're about. That yeah. Is, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's times when like like this year I'm like on my calendar like because I, I already I toured a little bit so far, but I have a lot of like things on my calendar that yeah. are with my friends and my girlfriend, like you know a bunch of festivals and things. Yeah. And I'm looking at it going like this is like so much stuff. Like why don't I should like. I should take a couple of these out and tour. And mm-hmm. then my girlfriend's like, but like, we want you there. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to be upset if I'm on tour while you guys are out at some crazy, awesome, like festival with all of your friends. I'm going to be sad that I'm not there, even if I'm having my own fun. And mm-hmm. so like, this is the time I've become a lot more patient in my stand up and mm-hmm. my comedy the last yeah. couple of years where I'm not like, things got to happen. It's got to happen right now. Like yeah. if I don't, if I don't go as hard as I can in this moment, then nothing, I'm never going to make it. Mm-hmm. And like, then I look back and I'm like, I'm already making it. I'm having, I'm doing cool shows. I get to be on TV sometimes. I get to, I have an awesome, uh, like trajectory ahead of me that just, I can, I can take, 
four days here and five days here to enjoy my life while I'm young. You know, I'm 32 mm -hmm. years old. This is the time when I should be going out and doing those things where I party really hard before I'm in my 40s and it gets a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, still, it's still going to be there. Yeah, you, but... don't, you don't want to be 40 at a rave. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, yeah. I do. Okay. <laughs> I will be. Uh, the thing is, what I'm realizing now, because the festival scene has blossomed so much over the past few okay. years, is that the older people, you just go to different festivals. You don't okay. so much go to, you, like, you're not going to, like, uh, these, like, super young, like, candy raver festivals. You go yeah. to things like Burning Man and, like, Lightning uh, in a okay. Like, things like where you're, just, more you're going to more festivals that are more, they call them, like, transformational. Really, really those costumes that I wear, like, people don't bat an eye when they see me in that shit at those yeah. festivals, mm -hmm. you know? You're going it's to like have weird. an experience and to be part of the experience. Yeah, and just yeah. to go be ever who, whoever you want to be without any judgment whatsoever. It is such a beautiful nice. thing to just put on the craziest assortment of clothes and just run around a desert with a bunch of people that are just <laughs> yeah. like, are we? And everyone you meet your friend and everybody hugs each other. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such a positive person is because while everyone else is watching the news going, humanity's falling to shit, I'm going out to these festivals and being like, oh no, everybody just loves each other. And yeah. everyone, you're looking at all the wrong people. Like if you think the yeah. world's going to shit, you're looking in the wrong places. And by Ooh. the way, clean and sober people, if you were listening to this and you're like, I don't know, there are a lot of clean and sober people at these festivals. So many. Because mm -hmm. the way I look at it is like, someone kicked down my third eye pretty early in life. Like I started partying when I was 13 years old. I'm yeah. like fucking, I'm like that little princess from Dune. I can like see some things sometimes. And so I'll go to like parties like this or I'll go to, I'll go to like um, festivals or uh, Doug Fager has like a really weird party, his night moon party. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. he looked at me and he grabs my hands and he goes, I didn't think you would get it, but you so totally get this. Cause I get this look on my face where I'm just like, Oh yeah. I'm here right now. Oh, this? This there, is fun. There's a Simpsons quote that I love that I, I quote a lot from Otto, the bus driver, mm -hmm. when they're watching this meteor shower and he goes, I don't even need drugs to enjoy this just to enhance it. <laughs> that's like that's kind of my motto with with drugs and all. I'm I'm only allowed to do drugs to make an already fun situation more fun. Ah. I cannot do drugs if I'm in any sort of bad mood or if I'm doing it to. It's not never for coping. There's no coping. That, mm. that, that and that's is, the difference. That's the difference between, between us as a, as a people. Is like I would. That is. It's like oh, I have a feeling. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That was the, yeah. trying to interject on the feeling. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And that. And that's that's what a lot. Uh, I, and you know, every once in a while, when I'm in a play, when I'm sorry, when I start to get in a weird mood, and I am partying, I'm like, am I? Why am I doing this right now? Like, why? Why am I taking this bump of whatever? Like, mm -hmm. what? What am I trying to get out of it? And then if I can get myself, I, then it's like literally like if I start to go into a weird place, which is pretty rare, it's like time out, no yeah. more, figure this out. And why are you feeling like this? And then we can go back to like having a good time again. But you have to, you got to check in with yourself and your body. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if I told a lot of people what I do on like a normal night of like festivaling or when I'm really party hard, they would just be shocked and baffled that mm -hmm. I function as a human at all. <laughs> uh, but I'm, you know. I'm a very responsible, good partier. I just I know what my body can handle and my brain can handle, and I know what uh, my limits are, and I mm -hmm. know how far to, I can push it. And sometimes I like to push it just a little bit further, just yeah. for yeah. just to see what I can learn. But for the most part, you know, I've I've never had a bad trip because I go into every trip going like Alex, whatever this is, it's fine. 
Yeah. And you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And if it gets weird for a little bit, let it get weird for a little bit. That's part of the surrender you asked about before. You know, yeah. you have to give yourself to whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's comedy. That's yeah. That's a relationship. That's drugs. That's whatever Meditation, you want it to be. Yoga, yeah. a 12-step yeah. meeting. Sometimes it's going to get weird, guys. You're yeah. going to get uncomfortable. Sometimes God's will is mm-hmm. not like easy hugs in your heart. Embrace. Mm-hmm. Embrace whatever you're feeling. Yes. It's not. It's okay to just yeah. like whatever you're feeling is valid and totally mm-hmm. okay you just can't fight it. You just have to under, just go in and be like, why do I feel, if you don't like it, why do I feel this way and what do I need to do to change it? Right. Yeah, going back to that having fun and just exploring, like one thing that my my girlfriend signed me up for is Tough Mudder. Mm-hmm. She signed me up for Tough Mudder and I was like, I don't know, it's expensive, I gotta do this and gotta do that. She goes, hey, just, just come with the money. Just come with the money. We'll go have fun. We'll find all the outfits for it. We got a whole group from Texas meeting us up there. We're gonna go run through the mud for 10 miles. Yeah. And I was like, but of course, I'm like, but about I might miss shows. I might miss this opportunity or that opportunity. But then I made a choice. I was like, no, we're going to go do this because this is going to earn me brownie points in the relationship. And I'm going to have fun. It's something I've never done before. And guess what? I might get a new bit at Tough Mudder. Who knows? Right. The, fe- yeah. the feeling living, of like, but if I do this, then I can't do this needs right. to like, I've gotten really good about stopping that feeling as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the thing is, if I go, instead of, if I go on a, a, a six day tour mm-hmm. um, where I'm just playing like clubs and bars and whatever and I have, I, I go out and I do some shows and whatever, that's great. If I go to a six day festival and I go and live my, and I go live my life in a different way and meet all these people and all, mm-hmm. no one is going to forget who I am or what I've done and no mm-hmm. one's going to be like Alex isn't really working on his comedy career he's out <laughs> in the desert in a fucking cape uh, anyone who thinks that way does not fucking matter by no, the way absolutely. <laughs> that's absolutely. the crazy part and, and that's the t- it's like when my girlfriend presented me with like this other thing we were going to do this summer I was like oh it's just another and she's like yeah but she's like It'd be terrible for us if you weren't there. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be terrible for me too. Because I have, I've toured, I used to tour every once in a while when she'd go to a festival and I'd be like, Oh, like, because I know, like, I missed my own show because I was on tour. Like, I missed Crave when it was at a festival in the desert. Mm -hmm. I had someone else run it for me because Mm -hmm. I was playing a club. And all all I was thinking when I was playing this club, which was very shittily attended, it was like a brand new club. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's why I was headlining it because it was not great. Um, (laughs) But it was, all I was thinking, I was like, God, I. Like, did I make the right choice here? And then in the end, like, yes, I did because I needed to work on that hour because it was right Mm -hmm. before my album recording. Mm -hmm. But God, not being with all my friends and my family, like out in like out in the desert at my own show. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is tough, man. Well, you you guys have led seamlessly into our third question, which is how do you make decisions in your life? I go with I honestly I, I go with I, I go with my heart like a hundred percent. I really have to think like I, I I'm not really great at like looking past like what the actual decision is. Like I'm not great at like thinking like okay, so if I do this, then this will lead me to here, which will lead me to here. I just have to go. I'm I, I try to be very present and I just think like what do I want right now and what do I think is the best thing for me right now and whatever that may be you know I usually steer towards that and I try to be healthy I like Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not one of those people that's like ooh I'm not gonna eat that cheeseburger I'll eat that cheeseburger but then I'm gonna make sure that I go hiking or I exercise in some way like I do I pretty much do whatever I want um without damaging myself in any like 
it, in a, in a, without damaging myself in any harmful way. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't hold myself back from things. If I want something, if I want to do something, I go and do it for the most part. And I just go. You know, if there's, I'm. I don't know. Like I'm pretty. I'm pretty base in that in in that mm. where I don't overanalyze anything. I just yeah. go with my gut and just go, you know what? That's what I want right now, so that's what I'm going to do. You know, what was your impetus for starting slacklining, which is such a such a obscure thing? You've gotten like really good at it. It's it's a, such a healthy hobby for you. Yeah, I mean, I tried to do it at a music festival once and just couldn't get it. Couldn't. It was so funny. Like the so that that outfit that I wore on Roast Battle, the first mm-hmm. time I ever wore that outfit. <laughs> are, uh, <laughs> just so you guys don't know, there was uh, there was an infamous Roast Battle where <laughs> Alex showed up with the most probably one of the most binary sort of people sort of like a linear type of person yeah he showed up to to battle uh pat barker who's a delight and incredible roaster incredible writer and he you showed up in an outfit that broke like everyone's brain in the room just broke yeah <laughs> with a voice i had a red furry sequin <laughs> unitard with like a glow in the dark tail i did it on the tv show too and stuff it's beautiful but i was doing that at a festival like mm-hmm. i was wearing that outfit at a festival like about a month before i did the two months before I did that battle and mm-hmm. I was trying to learn how to slack line and it was a music festival and Reggie Watts was one of the headliners and he walked by and I was like Reggie and he's like Alex what uh, <laughs> what are you doing and I was like I'm trying to learn how to do this slack line I was like I'm gonna get this for the end of the day he's like yep uh, you'll get it and that was your inspiration (laughs) i mean it was like that that was the seed and then my Uh friend started my friend dale got one and started doing it a lot and i was watching him on instagram and stuff and Mm -hmm. i was like wow you're getting really good at this like i want to try it and then i got instantly hooked and now Mm -hmm. it's like it's one of my favorite things because that that's my meditation i was just gonna say is the balancing portion like a meditative completely it's it's a it's a it is a soft focus let your brain kind of float away and then i just walk back and forth and bounce a little bit up and down and just uh and it really it clears my brain but mm-hmm. also it makes me physically it's amazing because it works out every muscle in your body oh, and really? your core strength completely like at muscles you didn't know work like you had are like working oh. but also there's an a, achievement thing that happens because yeah. you keep getting better at it and so then you just feel good as a human and so like when I'm in the park and I have it set up I'm like and I'm just kind of have my headphones on I'm in a zone I'm just walking back and forth but then I like all of a sudden like people walk by and go, are you like a circus performer? This is incredible. How are you doing this? And then like my brain goes off and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really weird, like obscure talent to have. So like then it just makes me feel better that I'm like, oh, I'm doing this thing that people like look at and think is very difficult. It it is difficult, but I mean, you know. Something for yourself. What? And that's, I needed it because I wanted to meditate. Like you meditate, right, Anna? Yeah. Well, and I'm in a weird meditative like, um, like what you're telling me is very appealing because I used to meditate mostly through karate and I found mm-hmm. out when they were like, your uterus is on fire and your stomach is on fire and we did an x-ray and also my hips are messed up from teaching. So I have um, a lot of pain in my lower back and I have to increase my core strength. So I've been doing a lot of yoga. I've been doing a lot of uh, meditation that way, but it was the same feeling. Like I'd be sparring somebody or I'd be doing a kata and or I'd be doing a conditioning drill and nothing shuts your brain off harder than just focusing on shapes and space and trusting that your bo- your body will move where it needs to go. It's yeah. like once you wire that that machinery, it's so much fun. The, and the other mm-hmm. part of it is like 
it, it gets me outside all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something about just being in a park for two hours yeah. and watching children play and like yes. watching people just sit in the park and read or learn guitar. And like you watch, so you just watch the world kind of come together to like exercise, relax, mm-hmm. whatever. And you're just a part of the community yeah. and the sun's hitting you and you're just, you know, you're among the trees and everything's just so much bigger than you. And you're just this, I'm just this small little thing like using nature to my advantage to try to find inner peace within myself and I get to this very zen place where it it just feels so good and that's like when like a few weeks ago I stayed on it without falling for an hour and 45 minutes just walking back and forth and it was one of those moments where like I got I didn't know how long I'd been up there I figured it was at least an hour that's what I was shooting for and Mm. then I literally like looked at my watch looked at my phone and I was like holy shit that was so long and it's because I just got in this zone where Mm. the music was right and my and I wasn't really thinking about anything except just like whatever I'm just here I'm just I'm up here right now what it was like what's the impact on your body on that like do you have any pain anywhere no I mean you get I mean it's it's definitely made me much stronger oh 100% I gotta try it way stronger yeah anytime you want anytime you want to come try it it's like it's we should have done the podcast on a slack line I did right (laughs) (laughs) I uh it's really uh, it just it makes you feel really really good and I mean you know you could you're gonna eat shit every once in a while you're gonna you're gonna fall off the wrong way and the thing is when you it's unforgiving I mean when you fall that thing snaps Naps back really? into you. I mean, oh mm-hmm. sure. I've 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 left with welts all over my back, my armpit. I've been hit in the face a couple times Damn. with it. That's like, like surfing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you eat, I used to surf a lot, and when sometimes when you eat shit surfing, you get hit in the head with your own surfboard or whatever. You almost die, but you can't have a bad day after you've almost died three times. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, I had fun. <laughs> if you're not falling, you're not learning. You know, you got to push yes. yourself. You got to push Bars. yourself. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as comedy, right? I always equate slackline. I mean, I equate everything to comedy, but slacklining, like the slackline is like the audience, right? And you have to control it. But every once in a while, it's going to do whatever it wants to do. And it's going to mm-hmm. throw you for a curve. Right. And you're going to have to go, okay, how can I get this back to center? And how can I get this back so I'm in control again? Right. You know? And so it's just that whole thing of, you know, you it, you you are the master of it, and the stronger you get in mind and body, the more you just learn to control it. I mean, I literally started this at the end of April in 2017, and I couldn't. I mean, it, you know, I could take a few steps here and there on it, mm-hmm. and you know, flash forward to today, and I'm just going forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards. Not wow. a, not a care in the world. That's amazing. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I highly recommend it. It's an amazing activity. Yeah, because they have slack lines in Venice Beach. If you go there, yeah, they have. Same. Monica. Yeah, yeah, Santa Monica. They're they're all out there. Yeah, I go so. out there sometimes. It's fun because then people have all kinds of different lines and stuff like that. So you get to try their stuff. Damn, there's different lines. Oh, tons of different lines. Yeah, different widths, different la- uh, different like different kinds of webbing and stuff like that. What's a good starter one? Like a fifty foot, uh, two inch line, like two inches. I have a hundred foot two incher, um, but a fifth, like a fifty foot, like, is a really good one just to learn, just to like walk back and forth on and stuff oh, like that. Okay. But yeah, it's uh they're not expensive. You can get a you can get a really good fifty foot line, like packed and shipped to you for maybe sixty bucks. Whoa. And they're okay. super durable and they're very easy to set up. You can set one up in about five minutes. They come with like a ratchet system, so you just yeah. like you just crank it and then okay. you're ready to go. Nice. It's super easy. That's amazing. 
That's like okay. uh, a lot of times they'll have like moving meditations, especially at recovery re- retreats. They'll have like places where you walk through these like circles and it's like the whole idea is to meditate. But in that sense, that's that's amazing. I think it's kind of like like what like what spinning does for people and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. just you just get yourself in this zone where you of course you're exercising, you're going as hard as you can, but you don't feel it as much. Like you right. get to this, you get past this point of like, oh, I'm tired, my body hurts, I should stop. And then you just hit that endorphin rush of like, oh. Oh, never mind. It doesn't matter. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can just go. Like yeah. horse, horseback riding does the same thing. Oh yeah. Anytime I've gone like horseback riding, uh, it's just been the same thing. Because like you're you're trying your best not to die, so your brain just goes <laughs> right there into that zone, like where your body goes into equilibrium with the horse. I didn't know you were a horse guy. I, I ride around sometimes, you know, at, at the L.A. Equestrian Center. I have a friend that owns a horse. So nice. it's, he's like, hey, anytime you want to come around, just ride. And then I took my girl there uh, for Christmas last year, and we just went horseback riding. Aww. And it was a good time. She really enjoyed it. She was scared to death. But sure. after that, because you're on a freaking one-ton animal, you know. and that, that can Horses are can buck. huge when you're yeah. up there. Like, yeah. I've ridden horse a few times. And, it, yeah, it's when you're on that thing, you're like, oh, like. I oh, really okay. can't fall down. Like, this is going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, and just the fact that you're staying on an animal throughout the entire, like, trail, you get back and you're like, oh, man, all right. You're, yeah. you're so Crazy. calm when you get off of a horse. Yeah. What's, okay, so what is the, the thing you've learned the most about yourself in this whole journey of self-acceptance and happiness and slacklining? And just that, I mean, comedy, my, that, that, my fe- that, that my feelings, whatever they are, are valid and it's okay to feel whatever they are. But for the most part, you just have to really, I have to, I've learned to step back and just really, um, I've stopped complaining almost entirely. Like I just got, I, I got complaining out of my system. Cause it used to be like, Oh, well, you know, I wanted this thing or these people, these guys don't like me. They won't book me. Who cares? Who cares? If I, what I realized a couple years ago is if I, if I look, if I step back and look at the life I had, if I had known I was going to be here ten years ago, I'd be like, "What, Alex? That's fucking awesome! Me are you too. Kid- are you fucking kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. You get to, you get to perform at the comedy store. You get to tour. You've been mm-hmm. on TV yep. with your. He- are you kidding me right, right now? Sarah Silverman told you you were sexy. Get the fuck hey. out of here! <laughs> right. she, she's your goddamn computer background right now, Alex. Do you understand what's going to happen in ten years? Like, no, yeah. I didn't. And so uh-huh. I look at. I have a, you know great great relationship. Relationship, awesome dogs, incredible group of friends, surrounded mm. by comics and people that love me. My creativity is constantly inspired and kicked through the fucking roof. Mm. And that, so all the, I know where my food's coming from. I know what's, I know I'm going home to an apartment that I can afford because I work a job where I can afford to pay for a life that I want to live. And so anytime I'm like, well, I don't, what, why do I have to work at this stupid job that I don't want to work at? Because your life is awesome, and mm-hmm. part of having the things you want means doing this. And then Yin I'm like, and oh, yang. Yeah. calm down, Alex. Yeah, calm the fuck down. I could, you know, sometimes my day job is the thing that gets in my way the most. Is like sometimes because I look at a lot of our friends that do not work a day job that they're just like, nope, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do the struggle. I'm gonna accept being poor. I'm only gonna make money off comedy, and I could survive. I could survive off being just a comedian, but I wouldn't be able to have any fun. And yeah. as we've talked about previously, I'm kind of a purveyor of fun. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I need to have that money to do those things so I can live a comfortable life. Yeah. And so anything that I feel like I've gotten so good about just going like if I start to feel shitty, I go, 
oh yeah, but remember all these other things. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I mean, becoming a dog person has helped tremendously Uh, with that. Can we talk about the pugs? Can we talk about the calendar? Of course. Can I tell you that the calendar is in my kitchen right now because Mm -hmm. its existence brings me joy. That's why I made it. Seriously, because I was just like, I knew that A, it was coming from a place of pure joy in your heart. Yes. And and the, the thing is, is like, my friend just had this idea and he just fucking went for it mm-hmm. and now it's in my kitchen and now it's in a lot of people's kitchens hell yeah it is it that that shot of joy into the world made it onto Ellen which by the yeah. way is yeah. a shot of joy for a lot of people hell so yeah. it was like it's like it was like the intentions were met by a world that needed it I knew like for, for me like I was like there's no way you're not gonna look at this picture and it, smile for even <laughs> half a second like right. no matter what's going on yeah. if it's in your cubicle at work and yeah. you're like, damn it, I thought I was done with this report. Now they're telling me I got to rewrite this thing. And then you're just going to be upset. And if you take one second and just look like, oh, yeah, but this guy's doing, this guy is fucking doing bow pose with his pug right now. Like, that's it just it literally was just like I try to do things to take people out of their reality for a second and bring mm-hmm. them into my weird world and just be like, hey, reality is whatever you want it to be. And if your reality wants to be like, oh, I, I hate these reports and this is what I have to do right now and it sucks, that's fine. But why can't I for one second you just go, oh, yeah, but the world is also silly. So mm-hmm. who cares? I'm just going to do my work like I'm supposed to. Yeah, it's Sh- absolutely beautiful. And Kim Chi, what a Kim cutie. Kim Chi. She's, what a cutie. She, oh, she's a, she's a supermodel. She's a gorgeous, yeah. she's a gorgeous yeah. Korean pug. They didn't know what they had over there. <laughs> They did not know what they had on her hands. Um, but, you know, my like I went hiking yesterday with Carlton. I have two pugs, mm-hmm. and they're both like, Carlton was my first one. We got him when he was 10 weeks old. He mm-hmm. got him from Mexico. Um, then we adopted kimchi a year and a half later. So he's four now. She's seven. And I just, like, you can't. When I when I park my car and I beat my horn to lock my car, I hear them go crazy. Mm-hmm. I hear Carlton going, rah, 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 and he's up in the window looking down, yeah. and Kimchi's going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> she sings this siren song of like, come to me, we're in here, we're in here. And every time I hear it, my heart just like flutters. And then I come in and they're just, yeah. <laughs> and it is impossible, no matter what you are feeling, to not go in and just be like, yeah, yeah. you oh, guys. That's great. I need a dog right now. It, <laughs> it changes when no matter if you have a good set, if you have a bad set, if you have a, mm-hmm. whatever yes. day you had, you come home and they are so fucking excited that you are there and I just take a few minutes I'll just take a few minutes you know phone down everything off just like dogs come let's roll around the floor let's play fetch let's sit around let's be like lick my face whatever they make you live in the moment Yes, very ah. much so. And they're just, they're hilarious little animals. They are so much of my personality is in them. Um, and that I just, uh, that made things, it really made things easier. And a great group of friends makes things easier because they don't, you know, they don't judge. They they push me to go, oh, Alex, well, what if you wore this shit on stage? What if you just mm-hmm. did this thing that you're afraid to do? Mm-hmm. It just, they, they make me live in a way where I, I'm I'm more fearless about, mm-hmm. and I don't think so much about consequences. I just think like, well, wouldn't this be fun if I did it this way? Yeah. You know? And that's everything I do is how can I make it more fun? Break like the that's, mold. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't do things if I don't think they're going to, I mean, sometimes obviously you got to do things that are not good, but even when I have to go to work and I don't want to go to work, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to make this day fun for me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just like being a goofball or singing little songs or nicknaming my coworkers, just mm-hmm. whatever I need to do to just be a, to just, insp- to just like uplift myself up, then I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. And I'm, I've gotten very good 
good at just that and beating my depression by just literally going like, you no, you're not in control. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm going to go have fun right now. Right. Ooh, and, nice. And one of those things, it doesn't work for everybody, but it is the antithesis of contrary action. So it was like my sponsor, she had a depressive episode in her life where she ended up having to get a lot of help. And one of the things that happened afterwards is she would put her, her tennis shoes under the bed and would sleep in her exercise clothes. And the first thing she'd do when she'd get up in the morning is put her shoes on and go outside and be in the sunshine. Yep. And Damn. little steps like that, little, just little tiny steps that become big swings mm-hmm. in your life. Those mm-hmm. things all add up to the contrary action to live the best life. You, you are you never going to gonna feel worse after you exercise. Exercising yes. is such a big part of it. And yeah. just being outside, like that's why slackline has been so great for me is just that time outside and mm-hmm. I'm physically active and I'm doing, I'm learning a skill and just put mm-hmm. anything like I'll just stop in the middle. I'll jump off the line. I'll do 25 pushups and I'll just, I'll do anything to make myself feel better because honestly, I understand that I am a decaying human sack uh, and that, you know, <laughs> this is, I forget, um, Somebody said it like somebody told Russell Brand said this on a podcast, but it's somebody else told it to him. It's you exercise to trick your body so it doesn't know it's dying. Yes. Like, you know, wow. and well, I heard that and I was like, yes, that 100% that. Because I like, like, I'll do a cartwheel every once in a while because mm-hmm. there will be a day when I will not be able to do a cartwheel. And I want to make sure that I did all the cartwheels possible before that day comes. Exactly. And I kicked so, a lot of dudes before the doctor said, you can't kick dudes anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, you still could though, right? I could, I could, I could. I could. Oh, yeah. I would. I'd have to sure. take an ibuprofen later, but I could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just yeah, make yourself feel whatever makes you feel good, and a, that's a, that's a positive thing. Is like that's I really try to balance myself. Like I know, I know. I, I think about this a lot, right? So if I'm at a festival and I'm dancing all day, and it's like I'm there for 14 hours, and like I'm up for 14 hours, and I'm running 20 to 25 miles in between stages, like. Over yeah. the course of a whole day, what was worse for me? Like the two hits of ecstasy that I took, like would that, how much does that affect me? Or the 20, 12 straight hours of exercise that I did, like where does the balance come in? And like, it was this bad for me or because I was so energized, did this actually do a good thing for my body? Mm. And I don't know that the answer, cause a lot of people be like, ah, uh, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> you, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> maybe it doesn't, but I'll tell you this, maybe it's having a little bit of effect on my, on, on my brain here here and there mm-hmm. but what it's doing for my body physically yeah like i told this happened so last year we took my show crave to this festival called desert hearts and we're going back there again this year and tr- we brought troy conrad to shoot uh to shoot the whole experience I saw the pictures from love that. troy conrad yeah. Troy's the best and that's where we got the idea to shoot the pug yoga calendar and all that but we were at this festival and troy had never been to a music festival like this i mean this is pure everyone's at their absolute weirdest self having the best time. Love like he it. described, he's like, this is like Mad Max if they were competing for fun. <laughs> somebody, they had an aerial hoop hanging from one of the trees that like people would do like tricks on and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They would just climb into the hoop and do stuff. And all of a sudden I went, Troy, take a picture of this. And I ran up to it and I just skinned the cat, got myself my legs up in it and I hung upside down and just spread my arms out. Like oh. I like, whoa. whoa. And Troy just goes, how are you doing that? And I just went, <laughs> I was like, Troy, I'm on drugs. I can do whatever I want right now. Uh, and I was like, just please take the picture because it is kind of exhausting. Uh, but like, 
You know, I get that superhero mentality of like, nothing can hurt me. I have all the energy. Hmm. Yeah. What, what's your favorite music festival? Oof. Um, that's an additional, that's a bonus question. Bonus I mean, that's, question. it's, it's hard because like, I mean, everyone I go to, I find a way to make it, to make it really special. Like I love Dirty Bird Camp Out because uh, it's a summer camp themed music festival. So there's just games and activities all oh. day and then like raging okay. all night and stuff like that. And that's really fun. Desert Hearts, the people there are incredible. I'm going, I mean, I love Coachella. I've been six times. I have nothing bad to say about Coachella. I went, I went in 2008. When did you go? Did, were you My there? first one was 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Coachella is an amazing festival. It's, Bucket it's list really item. Fun. I'm going to do it soon. Super yeah. Fun. So, I mean, just, you know, go. But I like the ones where there's, where it's more people based and less rules and kind of just everyone's like in yeah. pure, like just uninhibited Weird Love it. I'm, I'm going to do a shout out to one because it has a comedy stage. I've done it two years in a row and I was like debating. Broke LA? Broke LA. Love Broke LA. Fuck yeah, man. And I was like, mm-hmm. should I apply again? But I, I Really? Yep. Okay, I'm going to do it. Because it yeah, is the most fun. And it's actually an interesting, like, the dude in my life is kind of like, he's a more linear person. You're he's making a robot motion right now. Nobody little, can see it, but she it's is pretty making good. a robot. It's pretty good. Like, and one thing I love about Broke LA is it brought together like the the part my party kid my inner party kid from when I was a teenager and him and it was a very interesting thing he was like how are you having so much fun in a lot of ways I can look around and be like oh I'm one of the oldest people here and I'm just like having a fucking time I think it is the most I literally go do my set and then I just run around from music to music to music and climb on things and try to get in trouble and it's it's never whenever somebody has that like like, don't you feel old there? I'm like, no, no. I feel rad as fuck that I'm still yeah. there. Yes. Like, anytime I see an old person at a music festival, like I go up and I talk yeah. to them. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I want to know more. Yeah. Like, how are you still doing this? When did you have you? Has this been your whole mm-hmm. life? Like, were you mm-hmm. at, were you going to like the Grateful Dead in the 60s and, there, oh, and then now shit. you're here? Like, kind of like, I want to know, like, has this been a long thing or did you just find this? Because for me, like, I, don't, I can't see myself ever stopping going to festivals. Yeah. Awesome. I don't want to have to stop. It I know. It's such a place of freedom a lot of people in the program who are they go to every music festival they go to burning man every yeah, year for sure and like i just i know a lot of people that understand that like just because you're clean doesn't mean you can't have an interesting experience of course you know there's I mean? so much like, art and there's so much, so much art. you can appreciate anything just like, like i said but like you don't need drugs to enjoy things mm-hmm. just to enhance them yeah. yeah it's a beautiful thing man what what would you say your level of honesty is in your life like self-honesty outward honesty it's pretty uh, uh, Toward, towards myself, it's it, it's I'm very honest. Like I know, I know, I feel like I've gotten to know myself very well over the past couple of years, and I'm very, very honest with myself. Toward others, I'm mostly honest, but sometimes I will hold myself back if I don't think if if I don't think there's any benefit in telling someone. Like every once in a while, I'll see someone do something in a set, like on stage, where I'll know I'm like, oh, I know exactly why that didn't mm-hmm. work, and I kind of want to like afterwards be like, so hey, you know that one moment where you didn't get the last if you wanted like I think mm-hmm. I, I I as an audience member I saw why but every if I'm not if I'm not super close with them I'm always like 
They'll figure it out. But yeah. which I always took that as a super compliment from mm-hmm. comedians because what they saw, I, I, I would take that as like they saw in me the potential to be great. And so they were like, hey, I have this idea. Like, yeah. have you tried it like this? And, I, and the thing is, I'm a person who really enjoys that. But I found I talked to a couple people who are like, I don't want to don't tell me what to like. Don't tell me what to do. with yeah. my and, and it's kind of it's yeah. one of those things where like I will if somebody asks me for an honest statement, like it's you. You find like this, right? Like you never tell someone that when they had a bad set, you're like, ooh, <laughs> a really close friend. I will tell that. I've, I've I've had friends where I literally go, all right, what happened up there? Yeah, where did yeah. it go, where did it go wrong for you? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm close enough with them that I they could talk to me. I'd be like, well, I don't know, that opener didn't work, and then I was lost from there. But mm-hmm. right. what I find is just find anything to give them a compliment on in their, like even if I'm watching someone who's clearly very new and they're telling super misogynistic racist jokes, I will just, if there's one moment where I can be like, that was a great moment in your set. Try to be more like that. And it's usually, it's, I saw, I was at a mic the other day, I was at a roomy cafe and this kid went, not kid, he was like a grown man and he went up and he was doing this very absurdist, repetitive sort of thing and I could tell he didn't know why we were laughing. And he'd be like, I don't know why you guys think it's funny and we walked outside and i was like hey man do you know why that was funny and he was like i said did you record your set and he was like no you Uh, know when somebody's so new you can tell they didn't record their set and i was like it's like okay well then do you understand why that was funny and we we like talked about it a little bit i was like there was a repetition of two phrases that you kept coming back to and that actually was super duper funny and the fact that you stayed in your your character and he was like really thinking about it on stage and i was like I I felt like that was a conversation I could have with somebody. And he was like, oh, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, I needed that when I was new. I'm trying to right now in the same way that like, once my house got, okay, I've been clean for long enough to have my, my house got robbed by people in the program while I was what? at a what? world convention. <laughs> when was, was this? Uh, this was way back in 2005. Oh, okay. And and at that world convention, I saw uh, George Carlin headlined. Whoa. Yeah, and this was before I ever had aspirations of doing stand-up comedy. I just watched it obsessively to the point where, like, I knew that Telemundo had a comedy show on Friday that was in English, and I always watched it. Like, I was Mm -hmm. watching, like, niche stuff. I was, like, running out of things to watch on, like, Comedy Central, and this was kind of before the internet was any good for that. Yeah. And so um, so I was doing a lot of that, and one of the things, my heart was fucking crushed. And when I came back, I felt so violated, and a friend of mine said, you need to go to a meeting like low bottom meetings and you need to hug every newcomer that you come across and I found that I was comedically a little frustrated with all the stuff that was going on with myself personally so I Mm -hmm. took that same idea and now like after the when the first of the year comics started the sort of like January 1st comics started Mm -hmm. I started like I would like see somebody new at a mic and I'm still doing it. I'm trying to practice it where if I see somebody new, I give them a compliment. Yeah. I give them a hug. I tell them something I needed to be told. Like, hey, when I was new, nobody told me I had to move the mic stand. Right, dude. That's, that's <laughs> the easiest yeah. way yeah. to tell if someone's so new. Good. You, you could <laughs> change someone. And so like I try to give somebody a little bit of like encouragement and hope because that's what that's what I want in the world. You know what I mean? I understand mm-hmm. that I'm not in my first year anymore. Like yeah. and and to give that back to other people. Of Honesty is very important, but you have to ask yourself sometimes you're like, "Well, why what is this person going to get out of me telling them this?" Yeah. You know, like if, with my with my with What are my, my intentions? With my very close friends, mm-hmm. my girlfriend all that, mm-hmm. I can be super honest, which sometimes honestly is hard for her because she's one of the like she's one of the few people who I will get 
ups, who I'll, I'll I'll vet my frustrations to because I don't do it with other comics or anything like that because mm-hmm. I'm just like you know what my life's really good stay in your lane nobody wants to hear about you know your bullshit but with her she deals with the brunt of it because you know she's the one person who I can be like look. I'm feeling really shitty about something and I need to talk to you about it. And so she, you know, a lot of times she gets that part of me and not the super fun part of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of the reasons why we work so well together is because we do, of course, we have fun together as much as we can. But, you know, she's very understanding of my emotional needs and also of the place where I used to be Mm because I used to be so angry and depressed at the world. Like I used to be 5% happy and 95% angry. And now I've completely flipped that script. Did you meet her? Her during that time we met in college we've been together a long time um and she was one of the big reasons why i started coming out of it but i still had the issues but then a combination of like her and like just being out in la and getting to finally comedy was a huge part of it because i never had any focus i never knew what to do with my anger and my creativity mm-hmm. and so it would just come out in very negative ways and i would get yeah. depressed and just like i would try to bring people down because i felt like shit because my skin was bad or whatever and mm-hmm. then all these things started to come together of like her and comedy and Los Angeles and my friends and my pugs and all of a sudden like Mm -hmm. all of these things were coming together and the reason my album is called Hugs, Drugs, and Pugs is Hugs, Drugs, Pugs is because those are the three things that have expanded my heart and my brain Mm -hmm. the most. Yeah. Uh, Because of those things like hugs obviously in my in relationships Mm -hmm. drugs just clear you know those things have significantly altered my life for the better by embracing them Mm -hmm. um and accepting that I need them and enhancing yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is they have they've all done so much for me as to be make me the person that I am. And I like myself now. I didn't like for I spent 20 plus years hating myself, mm-hmm. being the victim. Oh, if I wasn't born like this, blah, 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 you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. eventually you just get to the point where you go. This isn't helping anything. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, f- I need to find out what's going on in here and figure out what I want in this life. And when, the, and when you find it, all of a sudden, like you know, you know, there's that Mark Twain quote: "There's the two most important days in a person's life: the day they're born and the day they find out why." And you know, yeah. the day I started doing comedy, I was like, "Oh, yep, this, this," you know, mm-hmm. and then everything got better. That's beautiful. But that doesn't mean you all out there should start comedy because it's a really crazy decision. No, God I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Please don't. There's too many of us. <laughs> well, I, I think we say that, we say that, but I always try to remember that, like, again, I don't want to be in a scarcity mindset because yeah. that is a place of fear and anxiety. Yeah. And um, do whatever makes you feel happy, guys. I'm just joking. I'm busting your balls. All right. Well, how do you fe- experience fear and anxiety? I mean, what do you do when stare him in the fucking face? I mean, like, Ooh. honestly, like, it's one of those things is like, is fear, uh, fear is, is in you because it, of an, it's a necessity. Like you're, supp- you need to feel this, this stress going through you because it, uh, it tells your brain how I'm supposed to react in these yeah. situations. But there's times when you just go, but what? is the fear really about is there something is something terrible actually going to happen right. right now or am i just afraid of how people are going to react to what i do or what the, what my or the consequences will be right. i mean perfect example when i was like doing like when I was doing roast battle, uh, when we were doing the, te- the television show, there was a part of me that was just like, Oh my God, Holy shit. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Like when, when I'm standing behind the doors waiting for them to uh, open, and uh, I'm about to walk yeah. out, you know, there's this moment where I, you're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Do I remember my jokes? Fuck, 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 fuck. And then literally Ooh. I told myself, I got to this moment. I went, Alex, 
this is why you do this. Yep. All those bullshit open mics that you sat through for hours on end waiting mm. to get up and didn't get up. All of these other moments that led you right to this point. This is when it's going to be more fun than anything. And whatever mm. happens, however people perceive you after this, go out there and have the time of your goddamn life. Right. You know, and that mm. was part of like, you know. I was terrified to wear that sequin unitard at the comedy store for the first time because I was uh-huh. like, this is the place, this is a legit comedy club. This is not This is not a place where people mm-hmm. go be fuck around. And then I looked at the history and I thought about it. I was like, yes, it is. Yeah. It is. 100%. Yes. This is where you'd be experimental. And this is where you tell yourself, fuck it all. I'm going to go for it yeah. and see what happens. And that's what I try to do in my comedy. I try to not, I, I'm scared every time before I walk on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It never goes away. Whether I'm about to perform for three people People or a thousand. I'm fucking terrified before yeah. I walk on stage. But you just tell yourself it's just gonna be okay. It's yep. gonna be okay. No you're matter doing what it, it is. You're doing it for Kim Chi and Carlton. That's it, dude. <laughs> just doing it for those little faces. It's amazing. It's amazing. What it, what about yourself would if you could change it? Like uh we would call it in the program a character defect. What's the thing you have to work on on a daily basis? I, I'd say um just I do work on like just being okay with my with where I am in life and watching mm-hmm. where I'm at, you know, we're all like, especially like, you know, you and I have been doing this longer than Anna has, like by a few mm-hmm. years. But I'm at this point now where I'm about to hit my ninth year in stand up comedy and mm-hmm. I'm watching things happen for so many of my friends, like incredible yeah. things, getting their own TV shows, getting half hours, getting late nights, yeah. doing all this cool stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, but am I getting left behind? Am yeah. I feeling, and they're like, oh, why are they going all these places or not? And then you look, and then I have to step back and go, you are doing all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. They're just doing different stuff. Yeah. And so like, I've always, t- I always tell people like, it is totally okay to feel jealousy when someone you know gets a thing that you would love to have. Mm-hmm. Totally valid. If you're telling your, if you're not jealous, like there's some, there's some part you're of you. You're a sociopath. That, yeah. Right. There's something in there that's like, I don't get it. But mm-hmm. after you get that little jealousy out of you, think about that for a few. Oh, I wish I had that. That's so cool. But then you go, but that's my friend or that's yeah. what I know. How cool is that that they get to do that right. and that I get to watch them do that, you know? Like mm-hmm. getting to watch like, um, you know, Jake and Matt and Pat have their own show on Comedy mm-hmm. Central on cor- yeah. having corporate. Yeah. That's, um, I did open mics with those guys for mm-hmm. years. That is absolutely fucking incredible. And guess what? They casted you. And then they Yay. The show. Like, so like, things Bowling. like that happen where, yeah, you just tell, you... You know, I, I've done so much self-work over the past couple of years of just being of just gratitude and mm-hmm. telling people how much they mean to me and telling people how they inspire me and why I'm glad that they're around. I mean, you guys were both b- benefactors of my awesome person project on Absolutely. Facebook. Yeah. And it's one of those things of just like when I did that project and I wrote about someone every day on Facebook for 366 days, it wow. made me go what everything you, this is your like this is your most people don't even know 366 people let alone yeah. know them well enough and talk about them in such you know with such high regard with a lot of love with us yeah. with so much that's what love. i experienced mm-hmm. i was like yeah Aww. i remember then i was like oh man is this, is this a credit to of a like of a list on my resume <laughs> <laughs> but, you know that's you know that's so much of my work has just been like just be okay with where you are and to be understand that you're going to get the things that you want in your life. You are going to mm-hmm. get them. But you know, if you like, if you told a comic that's been doing it 20 years, they're like, Oh, how's your career going? You're like, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I was up for this thing and they're like, how long have you been doing it? And they're like, uh, almost nine years. They'd be like, 
Yeah. Right. You fucking baby, dude. Just yeah. hang on. Hang the fuck on. You'll be right, fine. Right, right, right. You know, that's what you gotta tell everybody. Just hang the fuck on. We yeah. say in the program, you're right where you're supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's just you're right where you're supposed to be, wherever that thing is. Craig Gass told me a really good thing that I try to remember a lot. He said, Alex, anytime you're looking at the people ahead of you, remember there are that many people behind you that are looking mm-hmm. at you going, I wish yes. I had those things. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, they're like, I wish I got to perform at the comedy store. I wish I got to do that again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Good. Good point, you know, and I really try to stay grounded with that kind of just, you know, yeah. mentality. Yeah, in yeah. the spirit of that, I heard something really great at a meeting that I'm going to share right now. It's like three lies. I am not good enough. I'm not. I'm going to lose everything I have. I'm never going to get what I want. Those yeah. are three yeah. complete lies. Yeah, and just and flip it, it around. Right? Yeah. I am good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the things I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lose the things I have. Yep. Like just flip and you. Those daily little affirmations of just going like I'm good enough. I'm a good person. I'm like I. I do. You know. I deserve happiness. All that stuff. It really helps. It does help. It really helps. It works. And you gotta That's open why. up your mind for it. You gotta open up your mind for it because yeah. when you believe those things and when you create that world around you, then the universe will give it to you. But if you're not ready, you're just going to can it. And then you're just going to be like, oh, what happened to that? You remember that thing that you had, that relationship or that opportunity that you spoiled? Yeah, that was that thing that the universe was going to give you. It's going to come again. Yeah. Just it's going to come again. But Work get- hard and believe in yourself and be nice and just be the person you want to be. That's the yeah. biggest thing is just like look at other people, get inspired by them, but really go deep inside and figure out what do you want to put out into the world. And what mm-hmm. I realized a couple of years ago is if you any when you're around me, I just want you to feel a little bit better when getting out of our interaction, whether it be a very simple thing of I'm at the library and I'm checking out a book from from mm-hmm. you or for having a. Uh, like a, a long podcast I want everybody to walk away going like I'm kind of glad I talked to that guy you know yeah. like God Alex I'm, behaves like a sober person he does yeah. how, how <laughs> all I, your actions I know I'll, how I survive the DNB is I uh, try to make somebody smile while I'm there right yeah, <laughs> yes. it's to go into these places. Uh, like honestly, yeah. Uh, make Every a, little bit, you can do this anywhere. Laugh. Yes, make a cashier laugh, and yeah. it doesn't brighten up their day. Oh so yeah, much because they're they're going through the same shit all day, all day. And if you're the one that breaks it out for a yep. second mm-hmm. and just makes them crack a little bit, mm-hmm. I live for those moments. You know, I can oh, I yeah. tell you, speaking of cashier, mm-hmm. this really happened about uh, six weeks before I started doing. Not even six weeks, maybe four or five weeks. Everybody, everywhere I went, people kept saying like, oh, have, are you a comedian? People would ask me that. So I'm in, a, I'm in a grocery store and I'm talking to the cashier and we're just goofing around. And she said, hey, can I ask you something? I go, what? She goes, did I ever see you on TV on like Comedy Central? And I was like, no, I'm no, I'm just a just me and she was like oh i thought you were like a stand-up comic i thought i saw you yeah and then and th- but then uh flash forward a few years later it happened yeah you wow. know what i mean so it's, it's like one of those things it's wow. like you put i i found that a lot of the a lot of the the just putting the joy in the world mm-hmm. you know it's just for because it feels good you know what i mean yeah it's like you never you never know what kind of path you're carving for yourself in that yeah, just just be be happy yeah. and be patient that's I, I, yeah. I can't i can't get over that one enough because like you when you're when you're like when i was like five and six years in i'm literally going like why why is it more stuff coming i got that tv show why can't i have this one and you start mm-hmm. you, you eat yourself alive thinking oh like yeah that. it's cancer it's oh, cancer yeah. to your soul and cancer to your creativity it is it is. It's just you do oh, just yeah. stay in and just keep working mm-hmm. and just those the years will be kind to you if you are kind to them. Very you true. know, yeah. this is such no you And you can change this at any time. If you're in a grump place, you can ungrump. 
Totally you can. can. Figure, you can figure it out. Find what makes you happy, you know? That's beautiful. I'm sorry yeah. I interrupted you. No, no, no. Not at all. I'm just like, I, you know, I think about how many, I just watch, I watch comedians later in life that like, you know, like, they didn't find it until 15, 18, 20 years, yeah. you know? Mm. Like, you know, Mark Maron's like, I wasn't successful until I started podcasting like 22 years into his career. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, like he was doing all right, but like he wasn't anywhere near. And then so like, you just think about all the room you have to grow and how much you are, what you're going to get to do as a person and as a performer. And mm. I just get so excited because it's all the unknown. We never know. If you had told me a year ago that I was going to make a pug calendar and I'd be slacklining <laughs> for an hour and 45 minutes, <laughs> I'd be like, you're fu- what is what are either of those things? Right. Yeah. You know, right. just, just say yes to whatever your brain is telling you to do, and don't throw away your silly ideas. Like, don't if you think an idea is, is good, then go with it and just yeah. see mm-hmm. what happens. Because that's the people are like, how's your calendar get on Ellen? Because I finished it, because yeah. I made it with with love, and I and yeah. I took it seriously. The F word, you know? finished, finish, yeah. ship your products, everybody, ship them, finish, yeah. finish, your finish products. your steps, finish everything that you start for the most part. Fit, yeah. But a finished product is better than a great unfinished product. Yeah, I, I used to hear this a lot. Uh, old guys used to say, "Oh, they're just loitering with the intent to recover." Uh, <laughs> mm. And I would be like, "Oh, okay." Like, like I mean, in taking that mentality is like, "Why am I? Why am I here? Like, like yeah. what am I supposed to do? Am I loitering mm. with the intent to be funny?" Some people like, are just looking yeah. for the next relapse. You know, they're, <laughs> right? they're, they're, like, I'm, I, they're like, "I'm here until I go off the deep end in six weeks and get all those likes all over again." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we all know those people that like two or three times a year they're like, "So I'm sober again." Uh, and just, you know, yeah. I think the social media cycle is really. It, that's a thing that's going to end up coming up in treatment is a lot of psychologists are going to start looking at that because that's part of the the yeah. relapse cycle, I think, has become it's become a big... You want it all over again. Yeah. It's becoming yeah. trendy because you get like such a huge rush of endorphins from likes. They say that your body releases yeah. likes every time, you know, you get a like. You're like, oh, so a lot of you are putting it on for theatrics. You know, hey, we want you to be fine. Sure, but stop, stop fucking abusing it, all do right? You, do you, if you want to mess with your brain, Alex... Take all the social media off your phone. Ah, oh, that's rough. I found I was like, oh, because I would open my phone and I would start doing things where you would normally like click on Facebook. And then you're like, oh, there's nothing for me to do. Yeah, I blocked it like porn. So now it's like if I even look at it on my browser, it'll just go, you can't look at this site. I have to make two conscious steps to Mm -hmm. look at social media on my phone. Nice. And and it's it's been really, really helpful, you know, to like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this is uh, my 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 purpose is connection in human experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not at my I I know some people who are really at their best online, you know what I mean? Who sort of like thrive and exist in that world. I'm not. Mm. I'm a human interaction. But do you ever person. stand next to someone who is just scrolling aimlessly, and you can tell they're uh, not even yeah. stopping? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was at a show last night, and John Mulaney and Nick Kroll dropped in to do. Their I was own. there. Oh, I hot was tub? A, oh no, no, I was at. Oh. I was at the OR. They did it here too. Oh, they did it here too. Oh, yeah. oh, oh sick! Their IFC yeah. awards yes. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So amazing. Oh, that, it was so amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've known I've known Mulaney for a couple of years now, and he's always been really super cool with me and a really good dude. He's met my dogs and stuff like that. Oh, like. I, I mean, he's one of the best. He's yeah. hands down, unstoppably one of the best. Oh, and yeah. but like, I was watching. Uh, the reason I mention is because like I'm watching them, and the guy next to me just opened Instagram, and just started clicking, 
Wow. Hitting that thumb, but not even looking. And I was like, you missing to be here. And there are two hilarious people telling you brand new jokes that have never been heard by the world. In the process of crafting a thing, you should probably look. And you are just, you're just hitting that thumb up. There's nothing that interesting on social media. When I I see people at music festivals and they're just, and they're on social media and they're just, I literally, I've gone up to people like, why did you buy a ticket for this? Yeah. What are you doing? You're missing the moment. It's fine. If you want to take some pictures, take some videos, whatever. But if you are scrolling, you are fucking up. Yeah. God damn, dude. Scrolling scrolling your fucking life away. Do you ever find yourself like when you're in like, when you're even for like a second, you're like in a line and you know it's only going to be 10 seconds and you still pull out your phone? Oh, yeah. Like I've tried to like, no. No, remember boredom? Like oh, people uh, do it in people do it in traffic all day long. I see people driving all the time, scrolling right through an intersection, yep. and I'm like, you know what? I should pull out in front of this person, slam on my brakes, and collect an insurance check. But then my sane side is like, don't do that. <laughs> you go, you go so gangster I, in your brain. It's bad. It's I, bad. That's one, why I'm glad. I'm like, I I got the program in my life, and it's like, helped me become a way more positive person too. Yeah. So I yeah. just I gotta stop being such a thug. At one point, my sponsor told me to put my phone in my trunk. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wow. put it in your trunk. Yep. See what it's like. If you know where you're going, why don't you just experience driving? Yeah. You know, I was I was in a car with someone the other day and they literally I was we were going uh, they mm-hmm. they wouldn't get off their phone. They were driving and I was like I was like, you know, like hey, they're I was like, right. hey, we're 60 miles right now before we get like we have to make another maneuver, like a turn mm-hmm. or anything like that. Put it down. And she was like, "But what if there's like a traffic up ahead or an accident that they, it wants me to know about?" It'll tell like, you. I was like, "But I but I literally said I was like, who cares?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Then we'll no, sit in traffic for a little bit. We have plenty of time. We'll yeah. Put your goddamn phone down. Like, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, like, uh, my my dad and I were big road trip people, and we would mm-hmm. drive basically from LA to Northern California, which is a brutally sad, boring drive. But yes. think of all the imagination that was experienced between one point and the other. I would like tell little stories in my head, or we would like sing to Bobby McFerrin together and come up with mm-hmm. dances in the car and try to like pull up to other cars and dance weird. <laughs> so much fun! Like you can't. Uh, we need. I don't know. I mean, that's the the whole last bit on my album is is, is put down your phone. It's called put down your phone. I love like, it. Like, yeah, uh. it's a, that, that's my whole closing bit is just like, and because I'm, and I do it because I'm just as guilty of it. Like, I'm yeah. not saying this like I'm some yeah. sort of martyr. Yeah. I am. I am do it to myself, and I, oh, and yeah. I wrote that bit because I realized that I was becoming dependent on something that I fucking hate. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and the truth is, if I was not a comic. I would not be on social media. Mm-hmm. I stayed yep. away from it for years. And yep. then I became a comedian. And everyone's like, why do you not have Facebook? I'm like, I don't need it. They're like, you do. And then sure enough, yeah. the addiction sets in, you know, yeah. and I've sucked the fuck into yeah, it. Yeah, it's crazy. Oof. Yeah, you- I won't touch social media. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. uh, like I won't touch social media until I get out the house because it keeps me in the house for like another hour. If I got to go to work, I got to go drive. I know that morning that I cannot touch my fucking, I cannot open those apps. I put them in an additional folder, just yeah. like you, two social uh, decisions, I guess, to like go into the apps. Yeah. Then I like, if I open it up, like maybe when I'm on my break, then I'll yeah. look at it a little bit. Yeah. It changes, it changes my entire fucking day. Yes. I'm like 10 times more productive than open it up. Boom. There's an hour that could have left. That could have led into another productive hour that could have led into more money making opportunities. Or like I can be a happier person instead of sitting there. Oh, what's everybody doing? What's everybody else doing? We we are consumers. 
they've turned us into like ultra consumers of everything of instead of producers of things. Well, that's you know, I uh, do, wait. What was your point? Gonna yeah. be? Oh, I was going to move on to the next question, but no, I want to hear. I want to say this real quick. Like, so uh, my friend uh, Jesse Case, who's an incredible comedian, he mm-hmm. he uh, he got cancer a couple of years ago, so he moved back to Tennessee to like work it to, to deal with it and work <laughs> through it. And he's getting on stage again and stuff. Mm-hmm. How's he doing? But he's pretty good, as go far as I him. understand. I haven't I haven't talked to him in a long time. Like mm-hmm. I knew him a lot better when he was here. Obviously, it's it's so hard when people move away. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much here that, like, you know, mm-hmm. things do get lost in the wayside. But um, he used to do. He used to do this bit about people would be like, you know, how Beethoven and Mozart they created these masterpieces and they just sat down and they did it. He's like, yeah. Because they didn't have porn. <laughs> if you sat down at your piano and there was porn on it, every couple minutes, you would go, oh, yeah, porn. Yeah. And you would stop writing your masterpiece because right. there's fucking porn. And, like, that's that's all really, you know, when you're writing at your computer and one little thing takes you out and, then like, you hear a ding or whatever yeah. and you go up and then all of a sudden 30 minutes go by and you're like, oh, I've just been on social media. I stopped yeah. working. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got sucked into the world. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Okay. A weird, awkward transition. How do you experience uh, <laughs> forgiveness? I'm, um, I've become a lot better at that in the years because I've had to make a lot of apologies to people. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, when I was like it at my worst being a, just a terrible person that only thought about myself and never thought about anyone else. I really, uh, I, I look back at those times and it's really, it's almost like embarrassing. Like it's uh, you know, it'd be more embarrassing if I hadn't grown past it, but it's still like, I look back and, at my, and I cringe at how I used to behave. Mm-hmm. And I'm mostly, I've apologized to my parents more than anyone else. Um, just because they, they just stuck with me so well in like the worst years of my life. And Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, you know, I'm sorry that you guys went through all this, that you had to get this part of me instead of like being around me when I was the really, you know, the really fun part. Mm. And my mom and dad have both gotten to see me on stage and they've watched me do Uh shows and they've seen me, they've come to tapings and stuff like that. And they, and Uh, they love it. But it's one of those things where, I uh, I don't hold grudges against anyone anymore. People that I used to be like, man, fuck that person forever. I don't care. They were a dick. I just go, you know what? It doesn't it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah. Like I need to. I don't. I there's no reason for me to hold bad blood toward anyone mm-hmm. that is not physically trying to damage me in some way, like physically or emotionally. And I don't have people like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I've made my circle so big that I don't know where to find shitty people anymore. And so <laughs> I find myself, I don't have to apologize nearly as much. Like, you know, I used to wake up from a night of drinking and go, uh, what terrible things did I say? What did I, who do I have to, who do I have to call? And they'd be like, well, you told this person that you, she, you didn't think she was with the right guy and she fucked this other guy. Yeah. And the other guy got really upset, you know, like things like that. And then you go, Oh God, I didn't, but I have class with that person today. You know? And then like, I have to see them in an hour. Like, and you know, I used to have to really deal with my shit. And now it's just more so like, I don't, I try to do things that, I'm not going to have to say I'm sorry for. Like, I try to live in a way that is beneficial to myself and others, but still be unapologetic for mm. the way, for my choices and the decisions that I make. So I fiz- I make sure that I'm, I, I really, I think about others a lot more than I used to when I used to only think about myself. Yeah, and, and shitty people usually treat people shitty because they feel shitty about their own lives. So in, uh, in the big, like, if you just take a step back, you realize that, 
they're just hurting themselves. There's somebody. There's a. There's a. Yeah. There's a guy I used to work with that comes to a lot of my shows. Like he's mm-hmm. just a big fan. He thinks thinks comedy's awesome. Loves it. You know. Mm-hmm. Comes to crave. And like sometimes I'd be like, he's a huge Trump supporter. Like mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I used to be like. Should I like he wants to come to like these parties and we're just not about that? Should mm-hmm. I just tell him like, dude, like no? Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was like, no. The answer is invite him in and mm-hmm. re- be- bring him to a place of love and acceptance yeah. mm-hmm. and make him go, oh, like this is the this is the way it should be. Like wow. I shouldn't be fight. I shouldn't be fighting with people. I shouldn't be bringing people down. I should be around people that are making me feel love and empathy and all these other things. And it's just like and so. I always just try to look, you know, I'm a hugger. I'll hug yeah. people that a lot of times I throw people off. They're like, whoa, okay, a hug. Hey. I'm the same way. They're like, whoa, what's going on? I'm like, I, I hug. If you don't know somebody <laughs> and you hug them for the first time and they're not used to that, they get really thrown off. Yeah, they it's don't, weird. They're, they're, you can, I feel people sometimes get yeah. physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll just look at them and they'll be like, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it. They're like, hey, man, you know, you don't know where my hands have been. So, <laughs> this is way more sanitary. Nice. Just give me a hug. True. True. <laughs> True. What awesome. has been like the weirdest um, apology you've had to make? Um, I like I was in a really um, I don't know if I've ever actually fully apologized uh, or. or <sighs> I was in a really bad relationship for years that like led me uh, to some really dark places. And I think I, I like I would constantly apologize to her, even though I had felt like I hadn't done anything wrong because mm. I just wanted to just be I always felt like it was my fault. She always made me feel like it was my fault. And I would always be like, if I just apologize, then it will just clean the slate and it will just be over. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't feel like I did anything wrong. People please. So mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I spent like three years apologizing for shit that I wasn't even sorry for. And you just go through that and you just, and you just, you weaken yourself so much as a person when you do that, you know, you're just, you're literally telling yourself, well, my feelings aren't valid. I'm not worth it. And Mm -hmm. sorry for making you feel that way. And so I think I just went through that so much that I can't really think of like a weird apology, but like it's at the point now where like, I'll message her every once in a while because this is so far in the past and just be like, hey, you know, how's it going? Like, this, you know, and I've never she's never really apologized to me for the way we treat. I guess we've really never apologized to each other. Yeah. We spent years of me saying I'm sorry and her saying it's OK. And then we would just go back to step one and we would just try to make it OK again. But, you know, when you get to the point in the relationship when you're all you're doing is going, we need to talk. We need to talk, you know, every time. Ouch. You know, you just know it's all fucking over. Um, And I think um, I got so far past it and I'm guessing she got past it. But in some ways, I think she might not have as much Mm -hmm. because like the other day, um, perfect example, I sent her that joke that Doug Fager said about me, about being about me walking in on my best friend when I was in love with her and fucking another girl. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Or fucking another guy. I mean, and I sent her that joke in mm-hmm. the roast report. Uh-huh. I was like, Hey, Hilarious. I just want to show you the, this. Cause I, it, there's a picture of me laughing hysterically. Yeah. I was like, you guys I just look wanna... like you're having the most fun. Man, we had so much that fun. was such yeah. a great, we had so much battle, fun. Man. And I sent her that joke thinking like she, you know, we were 17 years old when this happened. This is yeah. 15 years ago that yeah. she's going to see it and go, Oh shit, he got you, yeah. whatever. And she sent back, this makes me feel sad. Oh, you're and no I, fun. I, I was like, I, I literally was like, I'm sorry. I was not my intention at all. Yeah. 
where oh, everyone in the room man. laughed, including myself. Like yeah. I'm, which makes me think, yeah, that she never really got over maybe the way that she realized that she did treat me like shit and kind of took me for granted. Wow. And now you know she she kind of sits, you know, she's on the other side of the country, but I'm like living this dream life that her and I kind of always talked about of like being in California and like going to Coachella and like all these like having these great amazing friends and doing our art the way we want to do it and I'm doing all that stuff yeah and you outgrew her yeah fantastic I'm really proud of you for that yeah that was a big that was was a really big that was a really big one getting past that started to open up all the doors yeah like everything got better after that moment like literally success started coming because mm-hmm. i was like it was like it was like the universe was like he's free everyone quick bestow him with opportunity please <laughs> yeah. he deserves it everyone mm-hmm. he's been living in hatred for years yeah <laughs> that's beautiful sometimes that's like I've, I've had some comics that have come into town recently you know part of the new wave of comics and they'll they'll be like hey like oh i saw, I saw you on a show and you're so funny like what, 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 what can you you say and I was like where do you live and they were like oh I live in this other town or city I'm like well you, you gotta you gotta come strong you gotta yeah, come yeah. strong because LA has some of the, the literally you can throw a rock and hit a funny person at the comedy store yeah and they'll come by and they're like yeah you know I just don't know I'm just with this girl and we're back and I'm like okay well like how much do you love her and he's like yeah I love her a lot I'm like do you love comedy more and they're like yeah of course I'm like you should leave her and move out yeah, and they're like what good. no no, I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Why does it have to be so, uh, like... Uh, Either or. Yeah. Well, I told him, like, does she support you? And like, yeah, she's kind of there. But I'm like, if you got to have someone that understands that they are in the, they're about to go in the trenches with you. Yes. No, very much. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, my girlfriend said the other day, she was like, Alex, you know, I only moderately like comedy. I was like, why are we together? And she's yeah. like, because you weren't a comedian when we first met. Hilarious. Ah. <laughs> good point. Very good point. So but she's, she's totally understanding. She doesn't... She, it's literally the mm-hmm. question of... Oh, will you be home tonight or not? Yeah. And whatever yeah. the answer is, she's okay with it. Yeah. Like she's same if, here. If the answer is, hey, I got shows for the next two weeks straight. I am barely gonna see you. Mm-hmm. I have to work every day, and then I will barely be home. She's like, I got it. And yeah. she appreciates. She appreciates that time to herself as much as yeah. I appreciate. You give me time. To it's incredible. Yeah. So that, that that was my whole point of that is like you gotta you gotta be able to step away from toxic relationships to live the life that you want to live. How do you know it's toxic? And also, do you feel like that's unsolicited advice, says the queen of unsolicited advice? (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah, Well, it it was was asked for. It was asked for. If he does does break up with her, then it wasn't wasn't meant. Like, that's a hard hard soul-searching moment of, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, what do I want? Because that's the thing. If a girl, if if, if a person you're in a relationship with is not willing to follow you on your journey, then Mm -hmm. you really do have to kind of assess, like, well, what's what's important to me right now? Because this is... Got to build this, each other. This up. is a tough one. Like comedy, yeah. like more so than a lot of other businesses. This is like you're not gonna see me. Yeah. Like yeah. I will be out every night, and I can't be getting texts of where are you? Oh, yeah. Or what's going? Like you, you need trust to, me. You got to mm-hmm. trust me, and you got to understand that. Like I, I, I need this. You know, yeah. and I do. Like I think is it's never it's it would never come down to an ultimatum. My girlfriend would never give me one. Yeah. But like thank God because I wouldn't know what if she was like comedy or me. I'd be like, mm-hmm. you can't fucking. Like, no, no, impossible. Like, I need yeah. you both. Yeah. You're so, both. that's beautiful. 
What does your day-to-day look like? I, I feel like we've covered a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, most, you know, uh, like five days a week, I go four or five days a week, I go to work at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, in when I get off work, um, I often will try like a couple, two or three days a week. Uh, I usually try to like go right after work and go slacklining and just get nice. on straight. Mm-hmm. And then I just I go home, uh, eat dinner, write a little bit if I can, and then I just start doing shows. Like it's like mm-hmm. all my because I do shows almost every night, and when I don't have shows, I go to open mics or I go to other people's shows. Um, I'm constantly just surrounding myself in the world that I want to be in so I can be inspired. I love, I watch comedy all the time. There are so many nights when you will find me right here at the comedy store and and I'm just sitting in the back just watching you gotta know, be a fan comic after comic because I want to see what people are doing and I love watching it I will always 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 be a fan and every mm-hmm. time I watch someone it gives me creativity it's, it inspires something in, in me oh look at how they're doing it mm-hmm. what an right. interesting take like mm-hmm. what if I like you know what if I let a little piece of that infiltrate my brain whereas mm-hmm. I take a pieces from all you know right. and really mm-hmm. just go for it um, and so I mean, that's, and then I just, I do just, I have fun the whole time. I always try to remain upbeat and I just try to like, you know, make as many people laugh a day as I can. And I just take care, I take care of myself so that I can take care of others. I've gotten Mm. really good about like knowing what I need so that I can be a better person to everyone else around me. Leave everything and everyone better than you found it. Yeah, always man. Leave, leave no trace is a big thing at like Burning Man and other festivals where it's just like, yeah, leave it better than you found it. And that's Mm -hmm. a very good way to look at everything of Mm -hmm. like, you know, walk any, anything you do just like, how can you how can you leave it so that everything feels better in the end, including yeah. including yourself? You're a very big part of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. What's your relationship with your higher power? I um, I don't. I grew up with I grew up with no God. I grew up with like my parents never taught me anything about God. My grandmother tried to take me to church, but I was so resistant because I was like, "What is this? These people." Are <laughs> I was like, "I don't like these people. They're all preachy. They're all." So I never had any relationship with um like a God per se. Mm-hmm. But in the past couple of years, as I've you know read a lot more about like spirituality, like you know re- read certain like like Ram Dass, Alan Watts kind of stuff, I've come to understand that. God is whatever you want it to be. And it's not that I believe in God. It's just that when, when I read someone like Ram Dass, who uses God a lot of finding God and giving yourself over to God, I take it as just meaning everything. Just every, every little thing has, it has God in it. The world is God. The earth is God. This microphone is God, whatever. Everything Mm -hmm. is just God. So just give yourself over, like be a part of everything. So my Mm -hmm. spirituality in like the last couple of years has kind of grown more towards the like collective consciousness. Like we are one organism that are all, that's all working together to try to create a better world for us all to live in. And I still Mm -hmm. don't like, I don't talk to God or I never like, I'm never like, please just let me if whatever's <laughs> up there like i'm not one of those people i just i uh i've learned that i need to be honest with myself as far as like i just believe in being in being good and that if i am good and i work hard that the right things will happen for me when they're supposed to happen so i've you know LA, it's a very easy place to become spiritual mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But for me, it's it's more so just a matter of loving myself. When I love myself, then I can love others. And mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, I've gotten really good at just like 
at really loving myself sometimes a little bit too much. Uh, I think we all go into that narcissistic Mm -hmm, vibe. That's mm -hmm. why we're comedians. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the shit out of myself sometimes. And, you know, like I'll have a friend that's like, you just love yourself. I'm like, guilty as true. It's good though. Yeah, because that's the thing. When I love myself, it's way easier for me to love everybody. And I do. I genuinely, like, I love I, I I love showering my love upon others, and I'm not mm-hmm. ashamed to do it. Yes, it's like, yeah, we need know, that. We need more of that. And it, being it, and being helps. from Texas, afterwards, I need to talk to you about Jesus real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Many have tried. Yeah. You know what's funny? I had you. So one of the biggest things that took, that I was like, God is never going to be for me. When I was 14 years old, I went on a Boy Scout trip. Like I was not a Boy Scout, but my friend was. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Hey, we're doing an overnight camping at this lake. Nice. You should come. I had never been on a Boy Scouts trip before. Mm-hmm. So all the, I got super fucking sunburned. I didn't take care of myself. I was like 14. I was like, I don't oh. need sunscreen. I'm oh, no. Yeah. No, no. And I got super fucking burned. <laughs> and so I was in pain. Like I was in that shivering sunburn oh. place when you're just so burned and just shaking. And Ugh. then what happens in the Boy Scouts that people fail to tell me is it got super religious. So mm-hmm. then I have this, even so, and one of the scoutmasters would be like, look, I know you're like a Jew or whatever, <laughs> but like you can still take this. And, I'm just, and oh, I felt so, I was so, so angry. Like I literally oh just looked God. at like, you dumb, pious motherfucker. You are believing in false idols. You fucking shit. Like I was like 14 wow. and I was fuming. I'm just like, you're all fucking idiots. You're all being tricked. None of this is real. We're all just going for none of, we're all going in the ground. Fuck everything. Nothing matters you know and that's really like where i was because i was in pain and being preached to yeah. and then you got called a jew with stank oh, on it dude. oh fuck I, it hey I, you know i, I what went, a dick but that guy but that's but that's my that was always my problem with religion yeah it's like be religious if you want shut the fuck up about it when you're talking to don't yeah. whatever you feel whatever you feel is great it yeah. doesn't mean I have to feel it. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to believe it. And that became my biggest problem with religion. And now when I've when I've found a way to be like, hey, if everybody just stays in their own own lane and believes whatever they want to mm-hmm. believe, we're cool. I don't try to preach whatever I believe on it. I don't try to be like, hey, do you guys know we're all just sharing the same brain and we're all yeah. just, you know, I don't care what you people think. As long as you just keep it to yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know. So yeah, whatever works for you. Whatever yeah. works, man. Whatever I heard, works. I heard a comedian say, like, religion's like your private parts. We all know you have it. You don't have to prove it. Ah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Funny. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, okay. So, what is the thing you'd like to give to others? Like, what's the thing you want to give away on this podcast? I just I want everybody I want everybody to be to just laugh and have fun Yay. all the time. That's my Yay. that's my biggest thing is just like whatever you're doing, just just have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. You can make the least fun task enjoyable if you just find get to that place of like, yes, of course I have to do yard work right now. That's just what I have to do. No one listening to this podcast has a yard, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I chose yard work. Well, then they might have a yard. <laughs> Tweet us pictures yeah. of your yard. Of your beautiful, you maintain <laughs> yeah. the yard. Yes, and, and let us produce a show on it. <laughs> but you just have to, you know, you you really just just enjoy yourself and under and and don't be afraid of yourself and 
who you are truly meant to be. As I've discovered over the past few years, if I've let myself, my inhibitions go and I've let myself grow and blossom into this better human than I've ever been, I've just learned so much about uh, myself and just take the time to like, you know, like yourself like mm-hmm. yourself and then start telling people things how you feel about them compliment people just do like hug people do anything to make human connections better mm-hmm. and just you know it's so easy to get trapped into just social media and just like but and 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 having an online presence more than an actual presence you know yeah. and that's so it's so important just to go out and experience the world and travel and do things that you're afraid of and just just say yes to everything. Just yeah. say say yes to new experiences and you will become the person that you are meant to be. And I've been experiencing that very hard for the past two years. And it's allowed me to go places and do things that I've never thought I could. That's so, amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Where can people find you? hoopercomedy.com is the easiest thing because that's where you'll find me uh, clips of me my album you can buy it there what's uh, it called hugs drugs pugs it is out March 2nd so uh, yeah pick that up uh, iTunes Amazon Spotify wherever you want to listen to it um, and uh, social media uh, which I just told you all to fuck off of it but <laughs> <laughs> you have to follow me yeah. of course uh, at Hooper Hair Puff uh, Hooper Hair Puff on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff can people find the calendar on your website too we're sold out <gasps> oh yeah, but we're not making any more because it's almost march Dang. So limited time on those puppies you, wow. you guys should all tweet alex to tell him to uh print out more for the rest of the year there's still nine months you can make something out of them coasters lotteria cards no, yeah, no, for sure. no, i own those photographs like yeah. i paid there you those. Go. Like, troy and i had an agreement that, that he would take those photos mm-hmm. but i paid for them outright so i can do whatever i want with those i have those photos for life yeah right. if you I make coasters oh many things with those photos yeah, merch sure. oh yeah oh yeah 12 coasters of yoga pug that's oh man that's actually a really, that's actually a really funny idea that's yeah. amazing i would buy that all right alex uh where can people find you i'm on all social media at dapper duong holler at me d-a-p-p-e-r-d-u-o-n-g anna and i'm at anna is fun that's anna with two n's on twitter and instagram you can find me at my website annavalenzuela.com because you're both dapper and fun. I yeah. Love that. Mm, that's right. My hair puff. It hey. Yes. <laughs> that all makes sense. We're a wild bunch, guys. And Alex, if nobody's told you this today, I just want you to know I love you. I love you guys. Uh, you yeah. Have fun with this. Oh, my so God. Much fun. Hands, yeah. we're connecting. Yeah. Oh, I love and it. It's romantic. It. Alex, if nobody's told you this today, hey, man, I love you. Oh, I love you too, Anna. You're a sweetheart. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. We love you. Love you. Okay, Hugs, buddy. pugs, and drugs. Bam. Get it on iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. Yay! Oh, that was fun. Oh my god, Alex. That was great. Fucking tour de force. <laughs>